Good morning, church. Good to be in the house of the Lord today and hope and pray that you come with no other goal or focus but to worship God in spirit and in truth. Thank you, Brother Sidney, for that wonderful singing, directing, and thank you, Brother Jackson, for that prayer. Thank you, Carrie, for that scripture reading. Thank you for your participation. We're not here to glorify the preacher. We're just simply here to give God his glory and to show our adoration because of how good he has been to us. This morning, I'm I'm going to use a word. I'm going to beg for your attention regarding this lesson. And the reason I say I'm going to beg for your attention for this lesson is because in the direction it's going to start off, some of you may just choose to be closed-minded and not wanting to hear where I'm going. Mm. But I promise you, it's based on God's word. But that wouldn't be anything new for people of God. But nevertheless, I beg you for your attention this morning to just follow along with me and you'll see where I'm going. This morning's lesson is entitled Traditions Versus Christian Values. Traditions Versus Christian Values. Laban Lot, Jethro, Gideon, or Jephthah, and Philip the Evangelist. All of these men are mentioned in the Bible, and all of these men had daughters. All of them had daughters. And all of these daughters lived at home with their father. It was customary for women to live at home until a man came along. And proved himself worthy. And asked the father of that particular woman her hand in marriage. And during that time, that wasn't anything frowned upon. That was the customary thing to do. But notice I said a man who proved himself worthy of that woman. Back then, once upon a time, the father's opinion meant everything in making that decision regarding his daughter marrying a man. As long as the daughters remained unmarried, the father provided for and protected his daughter at home. Let me read, let me say that again. As long as the daughters remain unmarried, the father provided for and protected his daughters. Living at home, the daughter had the opportunity to learn critical life skills and contributing to become a God-fearing and honorable wife, if that was the case to be down the road. And before your eyes roll out of your head, Thinking old days are long gone, I encourage you to stop and listen for just a minute before you enter your verdict on the sermon this morning. Stay with me. There were numerous advantages for a young lady to remain at home while she was single. As I mentioned, the father provided security and protection. 
He served as a, a shield and a, a protector for his daughter. You didn't have to worry about stray, stray dogs and wolves coming up. Right. Amen. Amen. And I'm talking about stray two-legged dogs and stray two-legged wolves. She learned what the true meaning of respect was in a marriage by being at home and observing. She was able to save money and build up assets. So well back then they didn't have they had money. They had more assets, they cattle and other things, not so much as we put the value on paper money. But there was a way of building up assets and not being wasteful. And most importantly, she would be able to learn homemaking skills. Let me say that again. By being at home, she would be able to learn homemaking skills. And homemaking skills, just so you don't try to stereotype this into just cooking and cleaning. Homemaking skills go far beyond sweeping, dusting, and cooking. That's included in it. But homemaking skills go far beyond what we have allowed the world to poison our mind into believing and into thinking. Homemaking skills involved involves far much more. And there are numerous advantages for a female to remain at home today until they are ready to marry. Security and protection. Once upon a time, that was practice among God's people. Not just in the world, but particularly I'm talking to God's people today. A young lady was provided that security and protection from the stray dogs and the wolves because her father screened out these guys that came along. Amen, somebody? And in most cases you'll find today, young ladies don't want to bring who they're dating around the house. Because they pretty much have an idea dad won't like him. Well, believe it or not, in many cases there are reasons your father don't approve of him. And it would be unwise in your thinking to think you know more than your father. But maybe there are some here this morning who could testify and say, boy, if I had only listened. If I had only listened. There are benefits today for single women to stay at home to learn what true respect is all about in a marriage. By staying around, observing, and learning from their parents. You could save money. Staying at home. Build of access. 
and not become overwhelmed in debt. And then becoming stressed out and seeking out somebody to bail you out of your financial disruption instead of marrying somebody for true love. Mm. And last but not least, it's beneficial to stay at home because you can learn some homemaking skills. Even in today's time. Titus 2 puts emphasis on the fact that the age women, first of all, proving themselves to be godly and not blaspheming the word of God. Their role, their critical role in the home as well as in the church is to teach the younger women to be good keepers at home. That's a biblical principle, folks. Yes, it is. That is a biblical principle, but it's sad to say that's a biblical principle we have chosen to turn our backs on and turn away from as we raise our children. Because we become influenced by what the world and the movements out in our society to tell our parents to push their daughters out in the street to let them go out there only to find in many cases self-destruction yeah, and ruin. Yeah. There are some cons of living alone when you jump out there wanting to prove something and be by yourself. You claim you want to live by yourself. But folks, we know the story, don't we? We know the story. In most cases, it doesn't end up you being by yourself. Somebody want to come by and leave a shoe or a shirt. Somebody want to come by and just stop over. I need somewhere to lay my head for a day or two. And then you get out there trying to live on your own and do things and you find out this thing is more costly than I had anticipated. And we, we, we seek out a roommate. But what kind of roommate are you seeking out? And sometimes even a roommate of the same sex could be more detrimental than anything else. Folks, if we're commanded to be separate and then I join myself with a roommate of somebody in the world who don't have any godly values, what do you think is going to happen in that relationship? What do you think is going to happen in that housing setting? Here's a roommate of yours who don't have a problem bringing in her boyfriend, laying up on him and around him and having sex with him around you. Is this how you were brought up? And what does the Bible say? Evil communication does what? But, but you're out there now. You're out there now. You sign a contract. You got bills you have to pay. And not only that, 
You got a pride that you're trying to hide behind. Surely I don't want to go back home. I, I, I just can't see myself calling my dad or my mom and say, I want to come back home. That would require me to swallow my pride. Yeah. Not giving an account of how it's affecting your spiritual yeah. values. Yeah, Stick with me, folks. Because I know that this isn't your, your liberated woman sermon right here. But I know it's the truth. Amen. So you jump out there. You didn't count the cost. You invite all types of trouble. Into your place. Because you didn't count the cost. And now you're trying to figure out. How can I make ends meet? So now you hear this conversation. Among so many women today. You know what? If he ain't got no money. Ain't nothing he could do for me. Well, let me, let me say this. Let me say this. If your last name isn't his last name, he shouldn't be spending money on you anyway. Amen. Not paying your bills. Let, let me say that again. And you could call it old-fashioned. You could call it whatever you want to. But we have, we have drifted way off course. And we've adopted this foolish mentality of what we hear these silly, worldly women saying out in the world. And we're supposed to be of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he ain't bringing no money, ain't nothing he could do for me. Well, if he's not your husband, he shouldn't be doing anything for you. Amen. Your father should be taking care of you. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you're so fortunate you can take care of yourself. But can we be real? In most cases, that's not the point. That's not the case. Because you didn't count the cost. And you were so eager to get out there to prove yourself. And I want to be out there doing something I shouldn't be doing in the first place. And now you compromise your Christianity. Guys, come along. You're hurting for money. You didn't expect your car to break down. You didn't expect these unexpected problems to pop up. Somebody got sick or, or whatever the case may be. And you know what? Now you have spent what you don't have. Right now. But isn't it like Satan? To send that devil along right at the right time. Oh, I could help you. I could help you. And then here you are, you're confused, thinking, oh, this is a blessing from God, when it's really a, a, a tool from the devil. Yes, sir. Because I'm just going to be honest with you, speaking to you as a man. Ain't no guy going to spend money on you without wanting to claim something. It just doesn't work that way. Some may be more patient than others. 
to, to, to fatten you up and butter you up and prime you, but he's going to come for the kill yes, sooner or later. Here you are talking about, oh, what a blessing from God. <laughs> Let me tell you, God's design has always been, you go, you look throughout the Bible, all of these men who had daughters, you find out their daughter stayed at home until a good man came along and took them away from home. I mean, I, I'm not claiming to be a Bible scholar, but all of my investigating, that's the case. Because that was the respectable way of doing things. You say, well, brother, may times have changed, but, oh, because times change don't mean you have to change with them. Not in everything. For you to maintain the integrity of Christianity in your life, sometimes you don't need to jump on the, t the ch uh, train of change. That's right. Man. That's right. Sometimes you need to stay where you are. Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the line in life, this poison has been induced into the minds of our parents. And it's been induced into the minds of our children that they need to get on out there. They need to see what wise parents would understand, godly parents would understand and know it ain't number trouble out there. Some major problems marriages run into. Not using the aforementioned formula about waiting, indebtedness. One of the major reasons so many marriages end in divorce is because the two go into the marriage in debt. Because they've been out there trying to prove something they really shouldn't. Been trying to prove. Man. She in debt. Student loans. Furniture note. Car note. Insurance. Other bills and everything. He's in debt. Student loans. Car notes. Insurance. Who knows what else. And you're talking about you in love and you coming together. You're just creating a larger debt. <laughs> but that could have been eliminated. Amen. By waiting. By waiting. Oh, but the young lady, she just got to get out there. We've allowed the world to poison us because, see, you hear this thing now. Well, you find a guy, a grown guy staying at home with his parents. Uh, something ain't right. That's not always the case. No. <coughs> mm -hmm. That's right. 
What if he's staying home to take care of his parents? Mm -hmm. What if he's staying home because you know what? He's just wise enough to say, I don't care what y'all think. But check my bank account out. (laughs) But we've adopted this, this, this foolishness of the world and we have allowed ourselves to be derailed from what makes sense because we have allowed ourselves to conform to the world instead of unto wise counsel which will prove to bring about a better way of living. Some other issues in the marriage that you run into not using that form of selfishness. Ain't no marriage going to survive when one or both are selfish. But what do you run into? She said, well, I had this before I met you. (laughs) Well, if, if, if that's the case, why are you bothered about getting married? The Bible said the two become one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In some things, in all things. In all things. But because you've been out there and you've struggled, and because life has whipped you and beat you and everything, you you made up in your mind, look, I, I I'll still marry him, but it's just so much, it's certain things I ain't gonna take from him. They're just some things they ain't going to put up with. Well, see, you need to stay single. That's right. That's right. You need to stay single. Because this thing about marriage is not for you. If the first thing you're going to holler and preach and talk about is what I had before I met you and I did this before I met you, you should have stayed out there. Buy you a pet. (laughs) You're not looking for a husband. Mm. Y'all stick with me. Mm -hmm. Another problem many run into, they jump up and get married, not using that formula. Too much independent thinking. Well, I've always done it this way. This is how I've always done it, and this is the way I like to do it. But you're married now. Your thinking involves more than just you. And I'm talking to men too. Men have to, they have to transform the way they think. It's for both. So don't leave him saying, brother may up there bashing women. No, I'm just speaking the truth. Women put themselves in compromising positions because they don't want to heed unto what they should do. The Bible gives directions and instructions for the man. 
He's to work. He's to provide. See, here's my thing. If you're not going to wait for a man to prove himself, to show himself a provider, why do you think these men laying down on women today and not wanting to be responsible? Because they figure, if you, hey, if you're that naive to see I wasn't going to do it before I married you, why should I do it now? You knew what you were getting before you said I do. The Bible have principles. Yes, sir. Just like how a, a, a single woman stayed home, her daddy provided, protected. You know, I think I always look at the, the love story of Jacob and Rachel. <laughs> Jacob laid his eyes on Rachel. Genesis 29. And he fell so in love with her. He said, I give you seven years of labor. And Laban was old shyster. <laughs> Jacob worked seven years. And when it was time to give up, he said, no, nah, nah, you know, Rachel's not my oldest. She's not my oldest. And, you know, it, it's not. It's not. According to custom, for the younger sister to be given away before the older. So he, he poor, he poor one. He, I tell you what, you give me seven more years, you have Rachel. And you know what Jacob? You know what Jacob said? Jacob said, "I give you seven more. I give you seven more." And the Bible said those seven years went by as if they were nothing. See, that's real love right there. That's real love. He proved himself. But see, how, how in the world can a father provide the protection for his daughter when the daughter sneaks and won't even let the father know who it is she's messing with? I, I could talk about me. I, I tell my daughters all the time. I can teach you. Yeah. I can be an example. Yeah. You can go out there and hook up with the wrong joker if you want to. Yeah. Don't look for me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and now you can say that mean. You can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. If you don't have the respect, and if he don't have the respect to come to me, yeah. that's right. That's right. You know what? Amen. Because I tell them, you got to live with it. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't come to me and tell myself, uh, do I have your blessing? No! <laughs> How am I going to bless something I don't even know anything about? Amen. That's right. You want me to say, oh yeah, I wish you the best, and then he whip your head. He put you through all kind of hell and do all kind of things to you. And then the first thing you're going to think about, you said it was all right. No, no, no. If you had followed the protocol, if you had brought him around, 
other than after he and put an engagement ring on your finger. Stick with me. And I know what some of you is probably sitting here saying, brother man, that's old. And no times are gone. No, this is the Bible. And you know what? Some of you, some of you may be caught up and look, you're already so deep into it. You can't change it. But you know what? We could try to save the next generation. We could try to save the Alex, the Hannah's, the Taylor's. We could try to save them. They don't have to keep messing up because you messed up. For a fact that you don't like it, mm-hmm. she tell him, just pull up and blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she go running out the door. Mm-hmm. Now, are, are these the values that you taught your daughter? Absolutely not. Man, I wish Joker would drive up in front of my house and blow. I'll call 911. <laughs> what you thought I was going to say? <laughs> Too much independent thinking. Once you taste it, and let's be honest, everybody's not ready to be out there on their own. Just like having sex out of marriage. People still in denial about that. God designed it. Hey, in marriage, in marriage, in marriage. Why? Because God said, well, once you taste it, you're going to lose your mind. So if you're going to do it and lose your mind, you got a husband or wife to lose your mind with. That's why the Bible said marriage is on in the bed. Under five. Marriage is sanctioned under God. Sex is sanctioned under God and marriage. But the same acts of intimacy and everything will send you to hell outside of marriage. But it's the same way when, when some young ladies and, and guys too, but particularly the young ladies. You need to learn to listen. If you have a father at home, let him be your protector. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Allow him to be your shield. Amen. You've been at home and now, guess what? You get out there and you say, no rules? <laughs> you just come lose your mind. When the safeguard was already there for you, you have parents who are regulating and setting rules to protect you. Nobody trying to hold you back. 
But no, you believe what the world says. You believe what the world say because the world says you should be able to express yourself. You should be able to go out and prove who you are. Come on out here and eat, drink, and be merry, and be broke. Man, I got so much, but I ain't got time. Let me skip to this one. A major problem that many run into in marriage, not using this biblical principle, is women grow up neglecting their God-given role and responsibilities in the home. Because they're more interested in making a name for themselves. Why should I have to do all this? I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong for your husband to help you with certain things around the house. But let's, let's go over to Titus 2. Let's go over to Titus 2. Because, see, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody. And I don't want you to feel you disagreeing with me on what I'm saying up here. You, you got heartburn about this. You know what? You got a problem with God. I didn't write it. I promise you I didn't write it. I'm, I'm not that smart. In Titus chapter 2. <laughs> I said women neglecting their God-given role and responsibilities in the home to make a name for themselves. That's one of the major problems. You run into in marriages when you don't follow the wise counsel in the context or the examples given by Scripture. Titus chapter 2. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity and peace. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things. Does your Bible say that? That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at work. (laughs) Keepers where? And home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Does your Bible say that? See, folks always want to take that and and to it. Well, so that does that mean the husband can't help with it? That, that has nothing to do with what I just read. I'm talking about your lane. I'm talking about your responsibilities. I'm talking about what you're supposed to do. And if you stay at home and allow your father to screen out some of these sorry rascals you end up with, you know what? You wouldn't find yourself. Amen. 
and destitute. Amen. You wouldn't find yourself stressed out. You wouldn't find yourself about to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. But because you chose to do it your way, you're stuck with it. You're stuck with him. Or, guess what? You're going to up and divorce him. It ain't scriptural. So you're going to, hey, you're going to be by yourself the rest of your life? Who are you lying to? Who are you lying to? You're going to practice celibacy the rest of your life? I've had 20-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old women to say, well, I'm just going to get rid of them and be done with them. And I just look at them and laugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and depending on how well I know, I said, you're going to bust hell wide open. Because yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. all you're going to do, after a year or so, you're going to go out there, some joker going to scratch at your door, and you're going to go find some piece of meat. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, you're going to up and marry them. Well, how can you marry somebody if you're already married? That's right. That's right. Well, see, the world don't care. Right. The world will give you a license as many times as you want. Yeah. But what does God say? That's right. Oh, the famous, the famous line I hear so I just don't believe God wants me to be lonely. God ain't got nothing to do with this mess you got yourself in. You got yourself into this. God's word has always been available. <laughs> that the aged women likewise, that they be in the behavior as becometh holy. So in other words, the example begins with the older women. You don't need a young fool trying to teach some young ones. That, that's just not good teaching. It, it says it for a reason. That the aged women, aged women, what does that mean? Aged women. A woman that has lived some life. That the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. See, before they even begin to teach, guess what? They, they need to be living it. Amen. It needs to be shown in their lives. See, when a young lady stay at home, and even, even if your daddy ain't acting right or whatever, she learned from that wife, she learned from her mama what perseverance is. She learned from her mama that, you know what? I can't make a grown man do what he don't want to do. Amen. But I can stay in my lane and keep glorifying God and doing what I'm supposed to do. Amen. See, when you hang around home long enough, you'll learn some things. You can learn more than just giving up, calling, I want a divorce and leaving. Amen. You can learn that the word of God is true. That through your holiness and through your godly living, it can persuade that husband to straighten up and repent and come back and do what's right. Amen. But see, if, if you're ready to, to, to fly out of the house like a bat out of hell sooner you graduate from high school, you know what? You ain't going to learn nothing. Because when you're in high school, you're still trying to sort out hormones. 
college, you ain't learning nothing. You're still sorting out hormones. And then you find yourself talking about I'm in love. Really? No, I'm looking for somebody to help me with this dick. Won't you be honest? My insurance went up. I didn't think my insurance was going to be more than my car note. <laughs> the guy just sold me the car. Forgot about those wrecks I had. Forgot about those speeding tickets I got. Y'all with me this morning? Let me wrap this thing up. In the 1960s, there was a movement which took the country by storm. Women demanded better and equal treatment and they wanted to be heard. That movement became the women's movement of the 60s. Women's rights. Some women took their bras and burned them, signifying that they were more valuable than just cooking and cleaning at home. I'm not here today to discuss politics, glass ceilings, or equal opportunity. I'm here to point out and offer wise counsel to those who care about their marital relationships or those who down the road are thinking about getting married. We have allowed poisonous venom over the years to shape our thinking and create dysfunctional behavior in our homes instead of holding true to godly spiritual values. And we've allowed ourselves to conform to this world instead of being transformed by the renewing of our mind as the Bible calls for in Romans 12 and 2. What the world called for women to be today isn't necessarily what God would have you to be, women. The life of a Christian woman should first be shaped and transformed by the word of God. You want to be liberated? Be liberated through the word of God. You want to be heard? Be heard through the word of God. You want to be seen? Be seen through your righteousness through the word of God. By being obedient. God designed this thing this way for a reason. He didn't make any woman to be a man. Let me say that again. He did not design any woman to be a man. Even the Bible talks about and condemns, you know, men acting like women, feminine. Having women, you know, feminine ways and everything. When God designed a man, he designed a woman. Amen. To be a help me. Yeah. Listen to, to be a help me. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. But look at our society today. Mm. Our society is conditioned 
and because of other factors that, that factor in. Yeah, I understand. Most women will be promoted up and, and hired and everything before a lot of men will, but that still doesn't change what the Word of God says. Whether you make more money than your husband or not, it's his job to provide for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And because you make your own money or make more money than him, that doesn't that doesn't transfer the, that tra does not transfer the rule of authority for you to tell him what to do. Yeah. Yeah. If you stayed at home and learned something from your parents, you, you'll know this. Mm -hmm. But no, I got to get out there. The world is calling. The world is calling. It's calling, and you know what? For years and years and years, you can look around in the church and you can see people have answered the call of the world. Not the answer. They haven't answered the call of God. We're so, we're so far off track. We're so far off track. And, you know, I, I pray to God that we'll be able to get back on track. All oh, you hear young ladies talking about now growing up, growing up in the church. I can't wait to get out of the house. Can't wait to leave home. And the sad thing about it, you don't hear parents trying to tell them, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. that's right. Not many. You got a few that's still hanging on trying to tell them. So, what guidelines are you using for your daughters? Well, you said, Brother Mayweather, if they want to they get up and leave and go, you can't stop them. No, you can't. But while they're there, you can teach them. Because I guarantee you, life is going to teach them. Life is going to teach them. So I say this morning to our, to our young ladies particularly, don't be in a rush to leave home. Amen. Don't be in a rush to leave home. You, you think, you think because of the bright lights and the glitter you see on TV and you hear in the music, you think, oh, it's so much out there for you. But see, nobody tell you about the tears. Nobody tell you about the disparity. See, not many women are going to come up and share with you how they have defiled themselves, mm. how they have sold their bodies, mm. how, they, how they have done things that they regret that they had to do because they needed to pay a light bill, a car note, right. who they slept with. Mm. See, they're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you those stories. Mm. But it's happening. Amen. It's happening. And it's not because they had to. That's right. But they allow pride. Mm. They allow pride mm -hmm. to stand in the way. And instead of being a prodigal daughter, mm. instead of being a prodigal daughter, come into yourself, come into your senses and say, you know what? I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll just call my parents up. Go by and just tell them, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
what I thought it was out there is not. Amen. I need your help. Amen. You shouldn't have to sell your body. Amen. You say, well, I, I don't, I'm not selling my body. What's the difference? What's the difference? And standing on a corner with a sign saying how much it is. Or just inviting a guy over to your place. And then he leaving you a few dollars. Mm. You paid for a service. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? He ain't got no money. Ain't nothing he can do for me. He shouldn't be doing anything That's for right. you. Amen. You can't afford it on your own. Go back home. Amen. That's my message this morning. Go back home. Now, if you marry with a hub, hey, you stay. <laughs> Go back home. To your husband, to your wife. Go back home. But single folks, you shouldn't have to live like that. Amen. I hope you got something out of it this morning. We got a long way to go, folks. Amen. When Paul wrote in Romans 12 and 2, he said, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. If we could get some things straight while we're single, we could cut back on divorce rates before you get married. Some are going to find out, hey, marriage ain't for me. Mm -hmm. Or then, better yet, you can still get married, but you have a better understanding. You don't get married and still run a solo act. Amen. The two become one. Hmm. Well.